back to the One Broke Actress podcast. I am your host, Sam Valentine, bringing you an honest account of working actor life plus a few lessons I learn in the process. We're going to keep our announcements section really brief this week. I just want to say a huge extra thank you to you guys for being so supportive of the Actor Dictionary and of One Broke Actress in general. I know in the past couple of weeks I've gotten to do a lot of things like clubhouses and Uh, Instagram lives and I've met a lot of new people and so we have a bunch of new listeners and I feel like the community that we're building here and that other actors are building on other spaces is just incredible and uh, I want to give a big shout out to everyone who's hosting Clubhouse Rooms um, to all of the other actors with kick-ass podcasts. I know you all listen to Audrey Helps Actors and that one audition. If you haven't yet, you should be listening to the Actor Mindset podcast. You should be listening to Before You Know My Name. Those are just amazing actors creating amazing work. And I think we're really changing the way these levels of this industry work. And I'm so freaking proud to be a part of that. So thank you guys so much for being on board for this. So what's going on at home base? Of course, guys, we have the One Broke Actress Instagram is full of brand new information. Also, once or twice a week, sometimes more, uh, there are new blogs on onebrokeactress.com. And we have our book club, which is all sent out through the email list. So if you're following on Instagram and you're signed up through the email subscription list, you are covered on all of your bases of everything I have to offer. And uh, we'll be sending out more stuff shortly. I will be picking our next book club book soon. Uh, And if you're a new listener, the way the book club works is I just figure out what book I want to talk about with people and we all read it and then we hop on some sort of Zoom or potentially Clubhouse or something like that and we just all chat usually about the book for a little bit and then usually about other actory things. Just another way for us to connect on similar levels. So make sure you are signed up for the email list on onebrokeactress.com slash subscribe. That is all there as well in the Instagram. And if you have not yet downloaded your copy of the One Broke Actress Dictionary, the feedback I'm getting on this is incredible. Uh, Everyone who is reading it says something to the sort of, I wish I would have had this when I was new, or man, this would make me feel less green. And when I did an awesome Instagram Live with We Auditions Darren Dumbro earlier this week, he said, I think every actor who is from another country needs this especially because the terminology we use in America is so different than what is used in other countries. So if you guys are interested in that, that is at onebrokeactress.com slash shop. It's 25 bucks uh, and it's updated about once a year. I'll send out a brand new copy to whoever has purchased it previously for free. So make sure you get in on that, guys. It's, uh, It's going off really well. I'm very proud of it. And today's podcast is sponsored by Imperfect Produce. I am so excited. This is the first time I'm having them sponsor an episode. This is a company I've used for three, maybe four years. I love them. I love what they do. The company originated because tons of food gets thrown out every year. And instead of throwing it out, this company keeps it and sells it to customers delivery style. It started out just with that kind of produce, but now it has expanded. Like I literally barely ever go to the grocery store. I get everything from Imperfect. And it's not all funny shapes or funny sizes or funny colors. Sometimes there's just a massive surplus of a certain type of fruit or vegetable that grocery stores would end up throwing out. So Imperfect sells it at a much lower price to customers. So we get all of our produce. I get my 
oat milks and whatever type of milks I might be into. You know, it's LA. We change all the time. I get coffee and snacks and chips and salsas and sauces. Like, I'm not joking you. I barely go to the grocery store. I get my LaCroix and my Spindrift, which Spindrift is better than LaCroix. Fight me. I get it all from Imperfect Produce and I get it delivered to my door. Uh, it's really, really inexpensive and you can handpick your items. So I know a lot of delivery companies like this used to be kind of a surprise box you would get, but with Imperfect, you get to pick every single week what goes in your box, making your schedule and making meal planning way, way easier. So if you guys are interested in trying out Imperfect Produce, the code that I have for you is linked in the bio below. Uh, you'll just click on that and that will take you to the website and you will save $10 off your first order. So make sure you check that out. That is Imperfect Produce and the link is in my bio. All right, guys, let's get to the show. So today I'm very excited for you to meet Diana Chambers. Diana is a working actress. She is also an entrepreneur. She is a mom to her little son, Zen, who is here on the podcast in the very beginning. Just FYI, you're going to hear a little bit from him. And she is also a social media pro. In her social media consulting business, Diana helps actors and brands and businesses really get their social media shit together. She is taking on all the questions you guys asked me on Instagram and more today. Specifically, we are talking about what makes good actor content, which platforms are the most important, how much of it needs to actually reflect our actor branding, how do we even get so many photos, do captions matter, all of the things that we think about all the time. She also talks a little bit about how she works consistently and how she has to give herself space to be all of the things, to be an entrepreneur, entertainer, mom, businesswoman, how she handles the day-to-day and her tips, not only for branding yourself online, but getting your shit together in real life. You guys are going to love Diana. Make sure you check out her link to her website in the show notes after this. And without further ado, please enjoy Diana Chambers. Thank you so much for giving me some of your busy day. You're welcome. As you can hear in the background, or I don't know if I if you'll hear it, but my toddler is very active right now. Um, so, <laughs> mom life. Any mom in not just I mean in LA, but in the world, especially right now of all times, deserves the utmost respect. So, thank you. I really appreciate yeah. that. If only everyone felt that way. I. So, um, I'll have done a little intro for you at this point, and so we've kind of talked about like who you are and what you do, but what do you tell people is your job description? That, that's a good <laughs> question. <laughs> um, so, okay. I would say that if I could just give you a quick answer in a word, I'm an entrepreneur. So I'm very much an entrepreneur and I'm very much an artist, actor, host, producer all the, so I feel like if I could mend the if I can meld them into one thing it's like the word I came up with on, was entrepreneur did you start out thinking you were just going to be because you're an actor and a host right and a model is that correct yeah I mean model like yeah yes I've definitely right. gotten paid to be a model but it's like you know I'm listen it pays well I won't uh knock it yeah, I mean <laughs> but I'm not like pursuing it I like probably need to switch agents and mm-hmm. just, it's just not the forefront of my pursuits. Um, but yeah, no, definitely have been paid. I have a portfolio. It's great. But yeah, actor host. And that was what I started off doing. I think along the way, I, I have such a hustler mentality that innately it's like, 
moved into on like entrepreneur type things as well, which, yeah, which, which definitely stem from entertainment. So artists always been start off as a dancer that led into all the other stuff that I'm pursuing. Yeah. Um, the pursuit of this insane industry. And I think, I think that's the case for a lot of people. I mean, led to, yeah, definitely like being interested in just business and starting companies and, for me, it's really, I've been supporting a lot of people. I'm a consultant. That's like one of my side, side hustles that's fueling my dreams is I work with like women founders and startups. I've done, I worked with a group of women directors last year that are in the DGA. So it, it's, it's crossing a lot just naturally because of the way my brain works. I think that's how I, why I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm definitely an entrepreneur. Yeah. What, what got you started in that side of the world? Um, well, I've, I've always been in experiential marketing because I started my hosting career as a live presenter. So I was already, that was, that's considered like marketing. So I think that, that happened. And then, um, from there I just realized, oh, I'm, I'm actually really good at marketing stuff. So it kind of like, yeah, one thing led to a, one to, led to another that led to Instagram. I was like, well, I, I, it looks like all these people are getting booked because they have a million followers. So I figured, I was like, well, then fuck it. I guess I got to figure that out too. And so then that <laughs> led an Instagram and then Instagram led to me then consulting for Instagram, like not for, but for people for Instagram. So it's like one thing literally led to the other. I love that because I like the, it just benefits you, your career in the long run, right? Knowing how to utilize all these things. Some actors hold back from be, doing a lot of and marketing themselves as a couple things. Like I am an actress, but I'm also uh, a blogger, a podcaster. I'm also a consultant, you know, that kind of a thing. Did it, did it feel like you were making any choices in your career when you decided to put yourself out as that as well? Mm, hmm, that's a really good question. I am moving away from being in resistance to all of what makes me great. And so as I'm doing that, there, it, it, it all gets to exist together. So it's both and, right? Maybe from a marketing standpoint, I'm definitely putting forward that I'm an artist more so than anything else, but I am not going to shy away in a conversation or even in this podcast or in press, if you will, yeah. that I'm all the above. Um, because they feed each other, like my ability to know business and have an entrepreneur mindset is going to help me as I continue to grow as an actor and I continue to grow as a on-camera host, as a producer, like it gives me an advantage. Cause like, I'm not just like a pretty face, like in front of camera. I don't ever want to be that. And I like, it's not, there's nothing against it. I have girlfriends who are like, I just want to be an actor and that's great. I just, I would get bored. I don't work that way. I, I, I need to be able to give the world all of who I am and share my gifts. And that means embracing within myself first and foremost that I do do all those things. Yes, yes. And then you show up as like a really three, four dimensional person, right? Like it's different. Totally multidimensional. And I love <laughs> that you described it that way because I've been having all these spiritual conversations about like different dimensions. And it's like, it's a thing. Like, you know, we aren't just one dimension. We aren't just one thing. We're many things. But for so long, especially women, we've been told that we can't be all those things. And we have to pick. Yeah. Industry, we were told even 10 years ago, you have to pick one thing. You're an actor, be an actor. You can't be both, which is bullshit. Like, fuck Agreed. that. Oh my God, yes. 
I feel the same way. <laughs> well, and also like in the world we're living in now, the way that SAG contracts or, or any acting contract has changed, it's not really enough to live off of unless you're in a certain percentage, right? So we all have to do things and pivot and, you know. 20, I think it's 25% as a statistic. 25 to, 25 to 28% of SAG after members are making more than $5,000 per year as an actor. So that doesn't even mean that that's not even the percentage of people living off of it. So you could just guess it's probably 15% maybe that live off of acting full time. Yeah. Which like I, that's it. I think the stat also is like 93% unemployment rate at any given time, which is wild. So if you are not taking advantage of your other gifts and skill sets to not, to not survive, but to thrive, then you are doing the world a disservice. I love that. What I want to get into more of specifics of like social media and stuff, especially for actors. But before that, what has helped you do all of the things? Because you're literally podcasting. You were just breastfeeding at the same time. You have like a hundred things going on. You just got off a meeting with a client. Do you have boundaries you set up? Like what are details of your day to day? <laughs> boundaries? <laughs> That's cute. Um, I'm desperately working on that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, yes. Like my son just had a cold and the universe forced me to set boundaries with my clients. And I hated that because that's the people pleaser in me. That's the part of me that's like, oh no, what if they fire me? Which is like my own lack mentality that I get to work through, which is all a lie because my life is exactly what I get to make it. Right. So sometimes I find that as much as I may try quote unquote, and I don't use that word, so I'm putting in quotations to set boundaries, I fail. And then the universe is like, okay, <laughs> okay, now you have to. And then you get, and then from there you get to choose to do it, right? Like you get to set boundaries. So it's very challenging when you have small children. I think most parents can attest this to set like boundaries consistently and have a schedule and da, 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 da. It's just, it's just what it is and that's okay. So that's like the surrender process. Um, and I am still working on it. Like I'm still committed to working on it and it's not exactly the way I want it to be, but it's okay because I'm here, right? Like I'm healthy and he's healthy and we're figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any strategies or, or things you put in place or routines or anything like that that you have used that have helped you? Yeah. I actually just started one like this week. I have a business coach, highly recommend it worth the money. Even if you don't have it, you'll find it. That's what I'm learning. Um, yeah. I'm waking up before he gets up. So I'm giving myself an hour to do my creative process. So it's kind of like the actor's way, the artist's way. Mm -hmm. Like, so I have my hour of journaling and meditating and doing a book called Claim Your Power. And it's a 40-day habit-changing program that I get to do. So I'm doing that for me. And even once I finish that book, I will still have a practice in the morning. Um, and that's changed my attitude, my mindset, my energy, the way I approach my son. Um, just that hour. And it's, it's not work. It is poetry if I want. It's writing a screenplay if I decide to, but that's my hour. And so I'm committed to doing that as much as I can moving forward as a mom. That's really important. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, I mean, way easier said than done, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Because that requires me to wake up at six, you yeah. know, 530. And it's consistently. Yeah. That's do you, uh, because of you do so much online work, obviously, do you try to like keep devices off at this time? Like that's something I struggle with because I'll start to journal and I'm like, this is turning into to-do list and I want to knock out some of these right now. 
I know. So the first day I did it, I kept looking at the clock. Um, yeah, I don't think your phone should be put down. I mean, unless, unless you're going to use the phone, put on airplane mode. And then if you're journaling, like I journal my phone sometimes, mm-hmm. um, but I also have a physical journal so that I'm not tempted to go on my phone. So yeah, I'd say like definitely phone free unless you're using it for your meditation or your journaling. Yeah. I mean, if you are, I think you should get to be very strict about having it on airplane mode. Um, it's an hour. Like if you can't give yourself an hour, then, then what? I mean, what does that say about how much you value yourself at the end of the day? This is all just feedback for you and nobody else. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Well, let's get into a little more of the specifics uh, with social media, especially for actors, because that is how I was recommended to you because one of my producers, um, Helena Santos, was like, you should check her out. She's awesome. Um, And I have your emails and stuff, all that stuff about social media for actors and I feel like social media as an actor is like a special little breed of beast because it feels like all we should be doing is posting pictures of ourselves, And it's like, how do I make this interesting? Is this even relevant? And then people are like, no, be on brand. And then some people are like, make sure they all match. I feel like we get a deluge of information. So what matters? What matters is that when I go on your page and I'm saying, I'm saying I as a person, but also as someone in the industry, whatever side of the table I'm on, Mm -hmm. that I know you're an actor. So the number one thing I see with my clients, and I'm going to give a number of 30 people, let's say, that that I might see in the course of a couple months, maybe five or six are like really doing a good job where I'm like, oh yeah, undoubtedly you're an actor. You're, you're taking this seriously. I see your body, some body of work. I also see like a little bit about what you're doing in your day to day. The page looks good. Your photos are great quality. I have no question in my mind that you're an actor in this industry. Um, and then there might be like another five that are like, I can kind of tell they're an actor, but like their patients get cleaned up. And then the rest of them, it's the same case I see all the time, which is photos of shit that doesn't matter. I don't care about your coffee this morning. I do not care about what you had for dinner last night. I don't care about the sunset photo and either does the, and either does the casting director or producer that's going to hire you. They give two shits about those things. And that's the honest truth. But the problem is that people are using their Instagram pages. Um, and I'm using Instagram because that's the primary platform. Yeah, that was a, a personal page. And hello, you decided to be an actor. Nothing is personal anymore. Sorry to break it to you. Um, if you really want to have privacy, I recommend having two pages. I have a personal page with like 200 followers. That's just family and friends for real. Mm-hmm. And that's private. And then you can post all your shitty quality photos. Talk <laughs> on you. And I mean that because like 80% of what I see is shitty quality. I'm sorry. This is. And then the other page is like, is that it's branded still authentic but it's branded and it's clear that you're an actor um this is a portfolio it is not a personal page and so when we get when we shift that mindset of thinking of it as a personal page then you'll look at it differently you'll approach it differently and you'll take time out and care and consideration as to what you're putting up and 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 i'll ask you this and and the and your listeners if you having a thought out well-received instagram page is the difference between you getting a job and not getting it would you not would you not take it serious? Would you not spend time making it look good? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So that's that's it. So, you know, I'm gonna put the ball back in your court and I'm gonna give you the power back to say, hey, you know what, I do care about this. I do want it to look nice. I do want people to know that I'm an actor. Um, and that's gonna change the way you look at it moving forward. Number one. Then number two, 
again, you've heard this a lot. It is not about your follower count anymore. It did matter even like a year ago, right? Maybe even six months ago before the pandemic, it mattered if you had 10,000 followers or not. But now what I'm seeing is casting directors are now that they're more on the platform because of the pandemic, they're also seeing, oh, it matters what they're posting. It matters the quality of what I'm seeing on the page. Um, and I care a little bit more about that than I did before. And so that's also a thing that you also get to consider too, is that it's not about the follower count. It is about your content. Sure. Like I want you to move past hundred followers and there are tricks and tools and tips you can, we can do and talk about to get you more followers, but it is first and foremost that we establish you as an actor. And that is number one over anything else. Cause I don't give a shit if you have 10,000 followers because you did X, Y, Z to get there, but your page still looks shitty. Then you know, it's not really helping your career. It's just right. like more of an ego thing. Like, oh right. yeah, like I found a hack. I got, you know, XYZ hashtags and pay for the service and now I've got 10,000 followers, but like your photos look crappy. So it didn't, yeah. right? Yeah. And it, each other out. it always like sends up a red flag in my brain when I'm like, when people is their platform looks not great and they don't have like credit. So I'm like, you definitely bought these followers, right? Like I, I definitely know that that happened. <laughs> like something happened here and um, it's not kosher. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I mean, for some reason, I don't know why it like lights me up so much. I get so upset when I see that. I'm like, at least pretend like you're trying to have these numbers. <laughs> it really gets me. Okay. So let's talk about some do's and don'ts then. Because so Instagram, obviously, is that the real main platform that you feel like is most important then? Oh yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, also I'm a little, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm definitely a little biased because um, I'm on it, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I would say in terms of like casting directors, they're looking mainly at Instagram and IMDb. That's, that's what I've been told. That's what I've heard. I've worked with, I've worked with a couple casting directors on the other side of things as a consultant and that's what they're, they're doing stuff on Instagram. And um, they are, I mean, they're, they're like doing some stuff on Twitter. Like, I mean, I think, yes, if you're already on Twitter and you like it and you understand it and you can grow, then yeah, I mean, use, use everything to your advantage, but like curated content, definitely like Instagram is the the place to be. And then Facebook, because you have your Gen Xers on there and a lot of our older veteran, um, power players in Hollywood are Gen X and they're on Facebook. So you definitely need a Facebook account for sure. And you should be posting, you know, about your career as well, for sure on Facebook. I mean, that's social media in general, but Mm -hmm. I think to really custom curate a page that looks really great is that's the opportunities on Instagram for that. Okay, great. What is the best way to have an Instagram page that reflects a brand without it being like headshot, 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 headshot? Because I feel like that's the anti- Icky. <laughs> yes. So I, I, despite, despite that though, I do actually, I do actually coach my actors in the beginning when they're moving out of being in a personal page to being a professional page mm-hmm. to do a lot of those types of posts mm-hmm. so that we kind of reset and we tell the world that you're an actor. And then once we've done that for like, I don't know, nine posts, nine to 12 posts, I then started to coach actors to shift into sort of the happy median, which is landing somewhere in the middle. Um, this side is all of the stuff I told you not to post. And then this side is like only posting headshots and videos, which obviously you can't do forever. So we land somewhere in the middle. Um, but by posting the higher quality stuff that brands you as an actor, you start to understand what people actually want to see. And then you then you're able to create your own content in your day-to-day life that matches that. And that's how we find our middle. 
Mm -hmm. um, because statistically, photos of you always will perform better in most cases, not all cases, than the photo of the sunset um, or your coffee. People notice that if I post myself, I'm just like, ugh, I guess I'll do this, and I post it, and it gets rave like uh, 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 the the insights are really high, and I'm like, why was that interesting to people? It's very interesting. Because it, it gives them connection. They're going to see your face. Um, you're also beautiful. So, you know, all the like hot, you know, all the men and women who find you attractive want to see your face. Um, so there's also that. That's just like human nature. Um, and then also, you know, videos do perform statistically better on Instagram. And then now you have reels. So, you know, take advantage of all these opportunities to constantly be creating content to, to show the world who you are. Yes, you're showing them you're an actor, but you're also inviting them in to understand who you are. That's mm -hmm. also the point. Um, yeah. and, and those who are hiring us, they do want to see that as well. Like yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. a mom, they want to see that you're a mom. You know, if you have a yoga business, like I want to see that too. I want to know all the things that make you who you are because it helps me identify where you fit in my project potentially. Mm, okay. How do we all get good photos? that aren't selfies all the time? So it's kind of iPhone photography 101. And I don't remember the girl's name and I want to find out. Uh, I think I'm following her, but I'll get her name and give it to you after the interview. Yeah, great. I'll pop it in the show notes. Yeah, there's a girl who like teaches like corporate people how to use their iPhone to get great photos for like marketing decks and recaps. Yeah. And I think um, she would be a good person to follow. She gives like tips and things like that. But in general, I think it's just understanding basic stuff, just like lighting and understanding shadows. Um, I always say, because I'm not a professional photographer either, um, daytime is always better. Like try, just don't shoot shit at night. Like that's number one, just for the layman who doesn't understand photography. Don't shoot at night. And then I would also say shooting stuff outside is great, but like, just be mindful of the sun, right? Like direct sun is bad because you have shadows and contrast um, and using your natural light. So obviously the number one thing I'd say is like, obviously you want the light to be here opposite me. I'm never going to shoot against the light, right? Like that's just like even selfies one-on-one. So like, that's like something that will help you change your, the quality of your photos drastically. If something looks pixelated, then it's pixelated. So that means probably you don't have enough light and there's too much contrast. So that's like, these are like kind of the basic things I use when I'm doing stuff, when I don't have help. Um, I will also be honest, I have like a major confession that my, um, my ex-partner like is a DP and he helped me shoot a lot of my content, which is great. Okay. But I know a lot of influencers that just kind of self-taught, they got their like diva light on Amazon and they have their tripod or C-stands um, and they also shoot their own content, which I do sometimes too. So I think it's good to have support. Like it is hard to do this on your own. So if you have a spouse or someone you can teach, mm -hmm. um, that's important. And then also, again, like order the kit, order a like influencer kit on Amazon because they exist and they're inexpensive and it helps again, give you power back to create mm -hmm. your own content. Um, yeah. So if you can't control your natural light, you get fake light and that will help a lot too. Awesome. Do you shoot like once a week? Is there like some way you, it, cause it feels like, I think the reason that actors get so uh, weirded out by this, especially maybe like our older um, listeners that they feel um, that it's not 
necessarily a career move or they feel icky making it all about themselves. Cause we have like an influencer like look, right. When we fall walk down the street and there's someone in the middle of the road, like posing in their tutu or whatever, like there's a vibe that I feel like we put out toward them, which I've stopped doing. Cause I'm like, that girl's a boss. <laughs> so um, like whatever she's doing, she's probably making more money than I am standing on the street. So how do we get past this influencer mindset that I feel like has been positioned on us negatively? Well, number one is to embrace it. I mean, like you said, obviously they're doing something right. They're making money from brands and they're not even famous. Um, so they're taking time. It goes back to the original thing that I talked about. They're taking time to create a page that speaks to them, their brand, what they care about and brands are paying for that. And so our equivalent as actors is that we take the time out to create content that shows what we care about and who we are to get jobs. So it's the same thing. It's like when we embrace it instead of like hating, basically it's hating, right? Yeah. Um, we're being envious and jealous of something because we haven't figured it out, figured it out for ourselves is that if we just embrace it and figure out a way to make it work for us within our paradigm then we can create success. But I just think it's just like anything else. Like don't compare yourself to another actor. Like you two are not the same. Like yeah. that, it goes back to that conversation. You have something you need to give the world and why wouldn't you want to share that? Yeah. Right. So I think that's number one. It's like just a mindset shift. Do you think that posting a certain amount of times a week is important? Is there like a time schedule um, do you, that you follow with your clients? Totally. Yes. So, I mean, I, I, again, and this is something that happens with a lot of people who consult. Um, and I know a few of them that are huge and have huge followings, but when you start consulting, like your page kind of falls behind. So I'll be honest that I have not been posting the way that I know that I need to. Um, so I'm not the example in that. So all that's my disclaimer, I'm being <laughs> honest. Um, but yes, like you, I think ideally like four, four times a week, five times a week, you know, would be ideal, but that may not be the case if you have a kid or you're running another business. So yeah, definitely like minimum three times a week, but if you can definitely post for the work week, that's probably the best thing to just get started. Um, but definitely weekly content. If you can't post every day or post four times a week or five times a week, stories is another medium because at least it shows Instagram that you're active. So that's another option. Start playing around with reels mm-hmm. um, because reels are just a new thing that, you know, you, people's videos are like hitting just from playing around with two, three hashtags and we're also figuring it out. So it's still, it's the best time to be on reels because Instagram's figuring it out. So then we're still figuring it out and then you're yeah. finding like what's working. Um, and so, yeah, I would say play with that. Like this is a great time to jump on that specific part of Instagram too. Okay, cool. Uh, should people maybe go through their profile and archive old photos if they have, like, I think my personal one could probably use a little help at this point. Like it's a little dated. Do you think that's important or do you think it's just maybe important that you start somewhere and work from there? Um, there's two mindsets. There's like a liberal mindset and a conservative mindset. The conservative oh, mindset, <laughs> that's how I say it. Um, the conservative mindset would be to sort of kind of leave mostly what you have up and like only take down things that like just genuinely look bad. And then the liberal mindset is to take the shit down, you know, and not delete, um, but archive just because again, we're treating this as a portfolio. And if it's a portfolio, you want to have your best work up. Right. So, um, in my free workshop that I offer, uh, seven ways to elevate your entertainment career with Instagram. Yeah, we'll link that in the show notes as well. Yes. Um, I mean, I'm going to be offering more uh, workshops probably in the next couple of months, but um, 
I slowed down because I got busy with offering those. Uh, but I always tell my actors that join the workshop three things. So when you're considering if you should archive a photo, you need to consider three things. Number one is, is this a good quality photo? Yes or no. Is this my brand? Meaning does this serve me as an actor? Does it show the world I'm an actor? And number three is, could this photo possibly get me a job or at the minimum an audition? So that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a headshot of you, but it's something that serves your brand mm-hmm. that would tell a casting director, huh, she has her interesting life. Let's call her in. Yeah. Okay. Those are your three questions I think are really great that would support you in identifying if something needs to be on your page or not. Got it. Okay. And when you say like your brand, we talked about earlier how we're all like so multi-hyphenate and how like we all have so much going on. Is that where you're talking about melding the two worlds of this is what I play as an actor and then this is who I am in real life, like somewhere together? Absolutely. And I think definitely, you know, identifying like the first line being that you're an actor or, you know, is probably important if we're talking actors on Instagram and then maybe using the subsequent lines to talk about the other things that you are. But for sure, like if your main goal is to be, you know, a series regular, then yeah, I want to see actor on there because that's your goal. That's your dream. Own it. This is, if there's any place to own it, it should at least be, you know, behind a screen. Which is something you're in charge of. (laughs) Right. Don't ask me to get up in front of like a thousand people and declare that you're an actor. So you, I think at the minimum we should be able to do that. Let's talk a little bit about that because there's captions involved in that. And I think this is where a lot of people get very stuck because they'll find like, I'm going to put myself on blast here. I'll find like a hot photo of myself. And I'm like, this is a great photo. I would like to post it. And then I'm like, how do I, what do I even do here? Like, I'm not the kind of girl who can caption like some Shakespeare quote. Like, it's just never going to be me. (laughs) Where do we go with captions? Well, okay. So this is a great example. So, so then who are you? I mean, I'm the girl who posts it and I'm like, this is a hot photo of me. So I wanted to post it. Right. But who are you as a person? Like, what do you care about? I mean, like transparency. I care about rescue dogs. I care about cooking. I care about like those kind of things, like hobby interests, you mean? Yeah. Just like, yeah. Your general like interests in life, like what you, yeah. What takes up space in your brain. Yeah. Um, there's a, it's like a little bit anxiety, a little bit self tape, a little bit acting class, dogs, family, all that, all that stuff. So why not use a space to like talk about that? Right. So one thing I also see actors run up against too, is like, well, it has to perfectly match what I'm posting. No, it doesn't. As long as it makes sense and it's serving some sort of message Mm. saying something, then that's what you get to use in the caption space for. There is no right or wrong, but if you're not using the space, then in my opinion, then you're not taking full advantage of the platform. The caption space is an opportunity for a couple of different things to happen. If you're a writer, right, you're multi-hyphenate and you write, you should be fucking writing in the caption so that people know you can write. And it's, it might sound silly, but you have a lot of space there to write something, right? So it's considered a microblog in the marketing world, which means it's yeah. a space for content. So use that space to write, number one. Number two, if you're not a writer, but you care about dogs or whatever, use that space to show the world that you give a shit about something and that there's depth behind, behind the face. That's what I think caption space is for. It's for you to show me who you are, to tell me who you are, right? So if you're not using it, then you're not taking full advantage of that real estate. Cool. That's a great way to look at it. I was like, I like how you frame things as an opportunity 
instead of like an obligation because sometimes social media can feel that way, right? Like it's something we're supposed to do. Well, that's the thing too, is like, if, if you look at it like that, then I don't think you should do it. I mean, if you, if you really can't get over your block, I'm not, I'm not the coach that's going to be like, just keep trying. I'll be like, no, this isn't for you. Like you're just going to miss out on that. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You have to accept that, you know, and when you can look at it and shift it into a space of opportunity and space to excel your career, but also share like who you are and your gifts with the world, then it is going to change if you do it or not, I think. Do you, in terms of nitty gritty things for like photos example, do you think that all photos should match in some way? I feel like people get caught in that, like the nine grid looking similar kind of a thing. For actors, not as much. I mean, I, in a perfect world, love that because I like, I'm a marketer too, right? Like I'm an entrepreneur, like I like, like things that look nice. Um, I'm a creative, you know, but, um, should there be some cohesiveness? Yes. Does it have to match perfectly? No. Okay. Okay. But so, if you shot like nine, if you shot three photos at the beach and the next three photos are, I don't know, just dim lit, like at your house and they don't go together, then no. Right. Okay. So like there should be some decision made on what this, this grid is going to tell me. Right. Remember, look at the grid, not so much just as an aesthetic thing, but as a story. So what am I telling you from photo one to photo nine? Like, what's the story that we are conveying to the world. Interesting. Okay. I like that. I like that. Well, this makes it more of an opportunity to be creative too. Like you said, like there's, I think we get trapped a little in, in overanalyzing ourselves on social media sometimes. So this is a really lovely view. And also like, just to give you a look at testimony on my own page, you know, I had my biggest career opportunity today, right before the pandemic, I was in the top, you know, talent and I got flown out to New York. I did like a screen test, the whole thing. And I didn't get it. And it was super devastating, but obviously I know it wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, but what was so validating about that experience is that like my Instagram had a lot to do with outside of like the tape and all that stuff as to why they called me and why they flew me out there. They were like, mm-hmm. we really appreciate your Instagram. I mean, we appreciate your writing. We appreciate how honest you're about motherhood. And, um, yeah, we just wanted to like share that with you. Like, it's just so impressive, like how honest and authentic you are and who you like appear to be. Sweet, it was like VP of NBC, and I'm wow. Just like, well, VP of content of this, you know, this this platform. Did you know and, they were even looking at your profile at that point? Well, the recruiter had mentioned that um, they loved my Instagram, but like she didn't go into detail. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, and so you know, I mean, is that not feedback? Like a network exec saying like we were so impressed with like who you are as a person. Like that's like the best compliment I could be given over my tape. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. And also so, it, it, it gives us a little hope, right? That there's sometimes it feels like we get stuck in the room. We're like, this is the place, the only place where things matter is in this tiny little room or in this tiny little like self tape, but there's, not, there's more to it. Yeah. They want to, they like wanted to say, do I want to work with her every day? Do I want to be on set with her for hours? Like yes or no? Because if it's no, then like, eh, even right. if she's talented, I might have, have to pick the other girl. <laughs> So when you work with your clients, do you have them set up like a week's worth of content in advance? Like, how do you do this? Because I think this is another place where people get overwhelmed is, is getting it checked off a list. Yeah. Yes. Like, listen, I'd be lying to you. Be like, yeah, you're just going to like think it through and then come up with the brand and just post whenever. No, yes, there is, there is hours invested, especially in the beginning to get 
to get into a rhythm mm-hmm. and I'm not going to bullshit you. So I recommend having a day you plan content, maybe it's Saturday, maybe it's Sunday and you plan content for the week. There's wonderful apps for scheduling posts. I personally use later. There's other ones like planner. Um, so if you use one of those, it's going to relieve a lot of that stress. You just need to sit down and do it. And that's part that can be challenging, which I get. However, it is supporting you and just being organized and having the content ready to go in advance. You're not scrambling last minute every time at your peak time to post and you're not ready. Yeah. Right. That's just like that method just isn't that way of working. is not going to work in the end. It's not going to be sustainable. And I think I'm much more likely to type out a good caption when I'm on my computer than when I'm with my phone, like thumbing yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. And that's another reason why I recommend using um, a planner app, you know? That's great. That's great. Okay. You've given us so much good info. Is there any other like tent pole things that you highly recommend to our actors? Of course, we're going to have them check out your, um, any upcoming classes you're running, but are there any other major things you want to get across to our actors who are listening? Um, let's see. Yeah. I mean, a couple logistics, like time, the time you post matters, hashtags matter. Uh, being are we still doing matters. hashtags? Does that matter? Yeah. Okay. I've definitely not done any of <laughs> They do matter. And if you work with me, we can get into it. Okay, um, great. We might have to talk about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what? It's, it, it's, it's a lesson in itself. And I like I'm trying to find a way to like be supportive with it um, in terms of like, maybe I need to like offer a free workshop on hashtags. It's just impossible for me to put all that in a 60 minute workshop that I, that I've been offering. Right. Um, but yeah, so they do matter. Um, consistency matters a lot and, um, you know, posting at the peak time matters too. So those are some logistics in terms of there's one mindset thing that I want to touch on though. And I have a lot of actors who they're self-saboteurs, right? They're like, well, I don't want to post photos of myself. Like, you know, it's just not my thing. Like, I don't, yeah. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, I, I think it's so stupid. I hear that a lot. You'd be surprised. And you are sabotaging yourself. And if that mindset exists within Instagram, let me tell you, it exists other places. So one thing I've been really committed to is being very holistic in my coaching because I'm a very spiritual person. I'm constantly working on myself. In fact, I'm shifting my whole business model right now to be more in purpose coaching mm-hmm. because I believe so much so that none of this matters if your mindset's off. Like it just doesn't. So the one piece I'm going to give is that, and you already pointed this out. So thank you. If we shift the mindset to Instagram being an opportunity for growth, an opportunity to work, an opportunity to be seen by people that are making decisions in Hollywood, it will work to our benefit. But if we constantly see it as a setback, an obligation, a stress, um, we, we judge it, we think it's stupid, then it's literally not going to help you. And it is going to be a waste of time. In fact, I would tell you, don't even worry about it. So that mindset shift, I think is like the first thing that like actors and artists in general and brands need to be on board with. It's going to take work. It's not going to, you're not going to get your post done in an hour the first week. Like that's part of it, but that's part of it. That's the same thing. You pay for IMDb Pro. I mean, I don't love paying for that shit, but I pay for it because it's an opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's a portfolio. I got to put all my photos up. I they get to see, I get to update my credits. So, you know, that's something that we get to do. It's a choice. You chose to be an actor. This is part of it now. So you either get on board with your career and your dreams or you, you get left behind. 
So I think that is the one thing I really want to also push forward to the listeners um, because that shift in itself will actually maybe make this enjoyable. And that's what I'd like, you know, I'd like to encourage. Mm, That's lovely. I think we'll leave it right there um, because that is so great. We'll link all of your um, upcoming things in the show notes um, and we'll direct everyone to you. Is there any place you want to necessarily direct people to? I mean, obviously follow me at Deanna Chambers because um, like, hello, that's my thing. <laughs> Ask people to follow you. Like, don't be shy about that shit. That's like an easy way to get free followers. Just ask people to follow you. Follow me. And then also I'm going to give you the website, but it's my website. And then I have like a landing page, which is for my consulting. And so that will be in the show notes too. Okay, great. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. This is so helpful. And I think you're going to help a lot of people. Thank you. I appreciate it. This has been really fun. And that brings us to the end of today's episode. Diana, thank you so much for your time and your insight. You were fantastic guests and I will have you back on anytime. I know you guys will absolutely have some follow-up questions, so keep an eye out and I will try and have Diana on later this week in a clubhouse room to answer some of your questions. So make sure you're following the Instagram. Also, if you're interested in a consult with her, she gave us a special code. So if you go to her website, which is in the show notes below, and you click on Instagram consult, you can use the code onebrokeactress 21 for $25 off a consult with Diana. That is such a good deal, you guys. So thank you so much for listening to the end because you get the bonus code. That's right. (laughs) And make sure you keep an eye out because next week's guest is Sarah Tomko. Sarah is an actress. She is a healer. She is a meditation leader, and she is going to bring it all home for us. Oh, and she's also the star of the brand new sci-fi show, Resident Alien. So we're going to talk about what it feels to uh, really have something blow up in quarantine time. Thank you to our sponsor, Imperfect Produce. I love Imperfect Produce. You guys help save the world, save your wallet, and save yourself a trip to the goddamn grocery store. You can click the link below to utilize Imperfect and get $10 off your first order on me. As always, thank you so much to Maggie Zabo for your just little bumpin' theme song. Guys, she has new songs out on Spotify. You should check them out. Thank you, Helena Santos, for your incredible production skills. And I will talk to you all next week.